Hey, sweet friends, I am so excited to be with you today. I have a very special four-part leadership series to share with you beginning today, and it's going to span over the next couple of months. On Inspire on the Go, we focus on three things, Bible teaching, leadership development, and stories of transformation. Over the last few months, I shared Bible teaching with you from my private Facebook group. If you want to continue in that series, please visit Andrea Lennon Truvine Ministry Facebook page and then click the Join group at the top of that page. Beginning today on the podcast, we are going to switch gears and we're going to dive into leadership development. I know many of you serve in your local church and lead in the marketplace. Certainly, all of us have some kind of leadership or influence capacity, whether that's in our church, our home, or in our community. With that in mind, we are going to talk about what it looks like to faithfully serve as women in different capacities. I've invited my sweet friend, and you know her well, Sherry Edwards, to join us in this leadership development process. Sherry is a faithful friend. She's a sweet encourager, and she recently hosted a four-part leadership series for our friends at Southern Baptist of Texas. We are joining in on that conversation, and today we're going to learn how to steward our leadership callings. I know that this conversation will be so helpful to you as you think about how you can faithfully serve in your capacity, whether that's in your church or your home or your community. Or your community. I'm so thankful for Sherry and her leadership investment in me and so many others. Sherry loves Jesus and she loves serving women. I know you're going to be encouraged by today's powerful message on stewarding our leadership calling. Good morning. My name is Sherry Edwards and I'm so glad to be with you. Um, I hope that uh, you are able to hear me. If not, we will restart. Uh, we're checking some tech things right now. It's showing that I am live on my end, um, but my chat host is checking to see that it really is live. So I will just go ahead and start. My name is Sherry Edwards, and I think I am live. So welcome. Uh, welcome to Virtual Conference Land 2020. Uh, maybe you've attended some virtual conferences this year. Um, welcome to this one. We're figuring it out and hopefully it will work great. So uh, I do think that I'm live, so I'll go ahead and, and start um, introducing myself. Uh, I'm coming to you live from North Little Rock, Arkansas, where I live with my husband um, of 32 years. In fact, we just celebrated our 32nd wedding anniversary uh, last week. And so um, we have three grown sons, and I should qualify that because one of our sons is a junior in college, so he is not quite fully grown. He's still under our umbrella, uh, but uh, we have three grown sons, and more importantly, we have two precious granddaughters. Our oldest son has two little girls, one and two, and so we love those little girls, and um, so we uh, just dote on them and enjoy little girl world. Um, I currently serve in um, uh, as a Lifeway Women trainer, 
weekend where I do some training for you lead events and other state events like this one. Uh, I serve um, also as an adjunct instructor for ministry to women at Washita Baptist University. Um, I'm in my third year of teaching ministry to women, and I love that so much. It keeps me connected to the next generation. Um, I also serve as the coordinator for our state women's conference here in Arkansas, the Inspire Women's Conference. And um, we uh, have that conference every year in March. And it so happened that this year we had to cancel that conference the week of. And uh, so we have been in this mode of trying to figure out ministry as we've entered these new days. Um, I also do some training and equipping for state uh, for in our state for women's ministry leaders who serve in the local church. And that really is my passion. And so that's kind of what we're going to talk about today in this session. I also serve um, as a co-leader for a ministry to moms in my local church, as well as uh, a co-lead um, co and come alongside other leaders for a girls ministry in our church. And so um, the background that I come from is more from a lay person uh, perspective. And I think that's what a lot of women who serve in the local church uh, serve in that capacity. So that's going to be um, the direction that we're coming from today as we talk about what it means. As we move through this time together, I hope that you will enter into the mindset that we are sitting in a room together, even though we're not. I really don't know who's on the other side of the screen, but I'm going to pretend that I know you and that we're sitting there dialoguing and having back and forth conversation. Um, and so there is a feature that you can use, and we have a chat host with us, Allie Shaw, and she is going to be monitoring our chat host, our chat room, where as you're thinking through listening to this content, if you have questions um, or comments, we would encourage you to enter those there, and, um, and she will move those over to the Q&A section. So we'll have some time at the end of our session for questions. Also, you have a PDF that's in the chat feature. Um, it's an outline for following along today as we cover this content. Um, and so uh, we want to welcome you to this time together. Before we start, I would like to pray uh, really briefly. So let's just bow our heads. Father, I just give you this time this morning. We know God, you are sovereign over all. And so we give you this time. Um, May the words of my mouth bring pleasure and glory to your name, Lord. I thank you for each person who is participating. And Father, that there would be a word um, from you that would be encouraging and helpful to them in their leadership journey. In Jesus' precious name, I pray. Amen. All right, so you've heard a little bit about me. I wish I could hear some of your leadership stories. Um, and uh as I said, I come from a background of a layperson volunteer. I've uh, been very active in my church. We've been members of, of our church for over 26 years. And so I come from a background of having serving in many layperson capacities. And I think, think um, what happens sometimes as I begin to visit with women around our state and in other capacities, sometimes we often don't see ourselves as leaders, especially in the church. If we're serving on a committee or serving in a women's ministry position, we don't necessarily see ourselves as leaders. 
And so we have a hesitancy to step into something that labels us that way. We don't want to be called a leader. Um, but the truth is, if we're in a position of having influence over, uh, over people for direction and for decisions, then we are a leader. And we are in a position of stewarding what we've been given, uh, what has been placed in our hand. And the Bible is very clear on that. Oftentimes, we think of the word stewarding um, as applying to finance or money, and we are to steward um, well the money that we've been given and the finances that we've been given, but we are also charged with stewarding the people and the ministries that we manage. Checking to make sure that I don't have any messages about tech, uh, but I think that in my own journey, leadership development for me was really a pivotal point about five years ago. God really got my attention, and if we have time, I'll, I'll share a little bit about that. Um, and so one of the reasons that God convicted me and has moved me into this area of being passionate about leadership development for women who serve in ministry is that in my own personal journey as a leader, I wish that I had done a better job of leadership development for my team and leadership development for myself. Um, I helped start our women's ministry nearly 20 years ago. And at that time, um, there really wasn't a lot out there on leadership as a woman. Um, I was reading a lot of books and trying to find as much information as I could, um, but most of those had to do with planning or doing ministry, not as uh, developing yourself and your team. Um, and I was convicted that because if we're not intentionally developing and growing our team and ourselves, then we are missing the full potential of what God can do through our ministries, not for our glory, but for his glory. And we want to do our very best for the Lord. So as we move through this time, we're going to explore four principles of what it means to steward our calling well. Um, and so I've uh, made a little um, acronym out of the word LEAD, which is L-E-A-D, and the first point is the L, lean into your calling. We want to lean into our callings. E is establish your leadership role. A is assess the ministry. D is direct the vision. And we're coming at this from the point, um, if you're serving on a women's ministry team or you're serving, um, oh my goodness, if you're serving in... Um, in another team in your church. And so we want to be able to be good stewards of wherever the Lord has us serving. So just apply this however, maybe you serve in a children's team, student team, um, anywhere you're serving together. Um, so the first point is lean into your calling. You are purposed to lead. What is your calling and why does it matter? So we're first gonna look at Ephesians 4. Um, this was the passage that served as a key passage when um, the Lord really got my attention about leadership. So I'm going to start in Ephesians 4. Therefore, I, the prisoner in the Lord, urge you to live worthy of the calling you have received. And it goes on to say, making every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope at your calling. And then Paul goes on through and he describes what it means uh, that Christ has given everyone a gift uh, to equip the saints for the work of ministry. For what? To build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of God's Son. And then towards the end of this section in verse 16, from him the whole body fitted and knit together by every supporting ligament 
promotes the growth of the body for building up itself in love by the proper working of each individual part. And that's a lot of words, but that's exactly why our calling matters. That's exactly the purpose behind our calling. And so when we think of calling, I think that uh, for me, I didn't have a calling in high school. I didn't have a calling to ministry um, as people often do. Um, I just began serving in my local church and agreeing to serve in one capacity or another and stepping into that next thing and God would lead to the next thing. And, and that basically was my calling. And as I said, over, over the course of time, he has developed a passion in me for ministry to women. And so when we think about calling, why it matters, we think about ministry, we always think about in the context of the local church because that is God's plan. That is God's idea for building his kingdom. Um, we know in the Great Commission, we get our charge from Jesus himself in Matthew 28, where he says, Go ye therefore, uh, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I've commanded, and I'm with you always. And so as we serve as ministry to women in the local church, we want to understand the urgency behind it. First of all, our calling is God's method of drawing people to himself. Our calling is not about us. It's about drawing people to the Lord. And uh, I think sometimes we can think of ourselves as a reluctant leader. Maybe you're the type of person that says, I'll do it if nobody else does. I think we've all been in that position. Um, or maybe you're a confident leader. Maybe you're like, I can totally do that. I can step into that role. I'd be glad to. Um, and so as we think about calling, I want you to think about what calling has God given you? Um, the callings that we have, you know, in this world today, we can look around and see other people doing all these great things. And we're like, I would like to do that. But that may not be the calling that God has for you. And so I encourage you to just spend some time with God and, and um, really hear his heart on what he has for you to do. Where does he have you right now? What are you doing right now for his glory? What are you doing daily? What am I doing daily to walk out my calling? Um, our calling is for the building up of the church for God's glory. And so how does this affect how we do ministry? And so the second point is um, our calling matters because women are facing eternity without Jesus. And I want us to pause and think about that for a second. Um, is there an urgency to the ministry that we are planning or that we are part of? I think, and I've been guilty of it myself, of just planning the things and not really thinking about the urgency behind why we have ministry in the first place. Um, do we settle for mediocre ministry? We don't mean to, and I don't think we realize it. Uh, we get into it, the process, as I said, of planning all the things. And this year has disrupted all of our things, right? And so I feel like um, as we think about ministry, we want to think about where we are. Um, as Jesus traveled around um, his ministry in, involved people. He was reaching people. Um, and I think that we forget that Jesus walked among the people. So we want to think about where are the women that we need to be reaching? Where are the women in our communities who need Jesus? And uh, I think that as we think about those people who were reaching out for Jesus and the people that he touched and ministered to, they were desperate. They were desperate and in need of his grace and of his healing power. And I think that we need to bring that 
urgency back and realize that people um, are desperate these days. They are desperate for hope. They are desperate for joy. They are desperate uh, in these days that we are living. And so we want to get back to um, that urgency behind ministry, urgency to lead, to help lead people to a spiritually healthy place. Um, and it is not what we are doing, but what what is God doing? What does God want to do through our ministry? We want to set the spiritual direction for the, the women under our leadership. And then um, there's a quote that I would like to read for to you. Um, it's from a book that I really have found very helpful in thinking through uh, the scope of women's ministry. It's called Word-Filled Women's Ministry, um, and it is uh, by Gloria Furman and Kathleen Nielsen. And there's a quote that comes out of that that says, our ministries exist not simply for the purpose of helping people live well now. Our ministries, like our whole lives, must aim for the end when we'll see Jesus face to face We've got to think about the women around us who don't know him. And then next, our calling is unique to the gifts that God has given to be used for his glory. Leadership development matters because if we are to take seriously Jesus' reference, uh, not only to the Great Commission, but also to the Great Commandment in Mark 12, uh, which is uh, where he says to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your mind, all of our soul, all of our strength then we must lead with everything we have. Um, and it is not an option. It's a command. And we've got to think differently about this. I know that was life-changing for me when I began to understand that these are commands. These are not options. And so if we've been placed in a position of ministry leadership, we really must consider this command and ask ourselves, am I loving, am I leading with everything uh, that God has placed inside of me for his glory? And along with this command, there's a verse in Colossians 3, uh, verse 23 and 24. Whatever you do, do it from the heart as something done for the Lord and not for people. We are to work hard and we are to lead well with everything we have because we love the Lord and we don't want to be slacking in that. If we are in a position of leadership, he has given this to us to steward and we must steward it well. There are several verses there um, in your notes. And I won't spend time to read all of those, but I know that um, there are passages, and I think 1 Corinthians 12 um, says that I will read just a quick portion of that. Uh, now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be unaware. And so Paul encourages us um, about all the gifts. That's a great passage to read to remind us of um, the importance of knowing our gifts um, and understanding the difference between our gifts and natural talents. Those are not the same things. So I encourage you to do a retest. If you've done your spiritual gifts and it's been a while, retake that test. Um, there are several options for that. And how do they fit into where we are serving? How do our giftings fit into that? And how can we encourage our teams to learn about and use their gifts to build up the body and also to get our women connected to understanding their gifts and where to fit into the local church. Uh, the second point is establish your leadership role. You are positioned to lead in the context of the local church. Our leadership in the body of Christ is unique to the body of believers in which God has placed us. And I think that is a fascinating thing to think about because we're spread out all over the place, especially now. We can't be going 
a lot of us can't go. We are uh, in person attending church, but there are so many people who aren't. And so we have great opportunities right now to reach people uh, wherever we are. And I know that so many of you lead in various scenarios in the local church, and we often don't feel like leaders, as we said before. And maybe somebody just asked you to serve and you don't really know how to, to serve or how to lead. We've not been equipped or trained or given guidance. Uh, women who lead in the local church also uh, can often feel isolated and on their own when it comes to finding others who are leading in the same capacity uh, with the same issues and struggles and challenges because there are different issues and struggles if you're leading uh, in a women's ministry and you're not on staff at your church. Um, many times women serve in the role of women's ministry leader in their church and there can be a gap of leadership development for lay leaders. And I have found that to be true in uh, a lot of cases um, for women serving in the local church. Uh, they've been asked to serve uh, by their pastor. I know of one instance, I'll never forget hearing the story of a woman um, who loved doing Bible study. And she was in a small church here in my state. And um, her pastor knew that she loved to do Bible study. And, and he said, hey, will you do something with the women? Basically, that was her invitation to step into leadership, and uh, that was her calling into leadership. Was like, hey, will you do something with the women? And I know that case um, is not is not by itself uh, that example. And so, um, as we think about being positioned to lead, we can step into our leadership with confidence that comes from God. Uh, oftentimes, we think I can't do this, but we know that God has given us uh, everything we need. And there are several passages. Um, about that. Uh, I think the one I wanted to share is 2 Peter um, 1, or 2 Peter 3. His divine power has given us everything required for life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. And in verse 5, it says, for this reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with goodness. And it goes through all the things we want to supplement. Um, uh, for the purpose of serving him well. And so we are called to be uh, faithful stewards. We want to step into our leadership position with confidence, knowing that God has already gifted us to lead. One thing that I encourage our uh, younger women to do, especially in the class that I teach, I began uh, doing this the very first time I taught, is we study key women in scripture, uh, key women in the Old Testament, key women in the New Testament. And we, uh, we read their stories, we read the passages in context, and we, we write down leadership qualities that we see in them um, um, that God used to accomplish his purposes. There are so many women, um, and I was surprised that a lot of the young girls uh, were not familiar with the stories of people like Deborah, uh, Abigail, um, Lydia, uh, Phoebe, and Priscilla. Those are just a few. And so that gives us a healthy overview of how God wants to use women and, and the confidence that we can have through him. And I'll tell you, the overarching quality that we see in women um, in scripture is obedience. Their total obedience and immediate obedience on God. And so we are called to be faithful stewards of our leadership roles. We need to understand that leadership is something God intends for us to be faithful stewards of. And we see um, 
the story in Matthew 25. We're, we're familiar with this passage. This is the passage of the master who goes on the journey, the parable of the talents. So I wanted to read a portion of that. I'm checking my time. Um, I think I'm doing pretty good. Um, I wanted to read just a portion. We know the master goes away on a long journey. And before he goes, he calls his servants and he entrusts his possessions to them. To one, he gave five talents, another two talents, and another one talent, depending on each uh, one's ability. And he goes on the long journey and he comes back and we see that the one with the five talents takes it and he put it to work and earned five more, same way that the person, the servant with two talents did, but the person with one talent buried it and hid it. And so we see that when the master comes back in verse 21 and he hears what each of the servants has done with what he entrusted to them, he says to the first and second who invested um, his, his uh, possessions, he said, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Share in your master's joy. Isn't that a great point to consider as we think about sharing in the master's joy as we serve him well as we serve him in the capacity he has placed us um, then we must take ownership of our personal leadership development and cultivate the leadership development of our ministry team and i won't go into um, all the details but uh, we must own our personal um, leadership our own personal development and our leadership development and as I said I was at a conference I was at the women's forum the Lifeway Women's Leadership Forum um, about five years ago and God really used that whole time to get my attention about what I was doing with what he had given me and um, a specific conference led by Selma Wilson was pivotal in me just really hearing the Lord say what are you doing with what I've given you? And immediately after that, I began to really search how God wanted me to develop my own personal uh, leadership and uh, the leadership of others that I was leading. And so I like to encourage women, if you're serving in any capacity, find some conferences that you can attend that will encourage you like we're um, attending today. This is one of the ways um, that you can grow yourself as a leader. And there's a lot to be learned as we grow as leaders. We can learn about ourselves. We learn about our strengths and weaknesses. Um, we learn our personalities. Uh, we can, uh, this helps us avoid blind spots as we're leading. Um, as we learn to be more self-aware, um, that is a key in being a, an effective leader. There's so many resources available today. Um, and then also cultivating our leadership team. Um, find some ideas for challenging and encouraging your team. Read a book together. Uh, take some time to have fun together. And do a retreat together. Go away for a while and really spend some time solidifying those relationships. Um, give space for input from your team. Pray together. That's, that's the biggest key is praying together. And then find a mentor to challenge and encourage you in your personal walk. And then thirdly, as we're leading, as we're establishing our role, um, now we're ready to assess the ministry. As we're thinking about our ministries that we are leading, you should be practical in ministry evaluation. Setting the spiritual direction of ministry involves taking a spiritual inventory 
and seeking input from your team members. We don't have time to read this passage, but I love the story of Nehemiah. Um, it is a great um, passage, book to read. Go back and read it and ask God to show you some principles from it. But we see, we can learn so much from how Nehemiah set about rebuilding the wall. Um, God had a work for Nehemiah to do, just like God has a work for us to do today. And so we know that the walls had been torn down and that Nehemiah uh, wept. And that the remnant of the Jews uh, was still there in uh, uh, Jerusalem during the exile. And so Nehemiah finds out that there is uh, this um, just trouble and disgrace and that the walls have been torn down. And so what does Nehemiah do? He sat down and he wept. Uh, he asked for God's hand and then he set about doing the work. And this is the process. He arrives in Jerusalem. He inspects the devastation. He meets with the officials and he shares with them his vision to rebuild the wall. Those are some great guidelines right there for how we can assess the ministry. And so how we do that, uh, we've got, I've got some uh, points here. Where are we now? As you're thinking about your ministry, where are we now? You want to define your reality. What is the spiritual health of our women? Um, this is your ministry reality. And you want to do a spiritual assessment or inventory. And I've got a few questions um, here listed for you. And then we want to establish where do we want to go? Not what do we want to do, but what does God want to do? How do we sense God working in our women? What does he desire to accomplish for his kingdom? That is our ministry objective. So we've got our ministry reality, our ministry objective. And then thirdly, how will we get there and who can we enlist to help us? That's what Nehemiah did. He gathered all the people and they set about the work together. What ministry steps can we put in place to help us accomplish our spiritual growth goals? This is your ministry strategy. Um, and some sample diagnostic questions that we have there. Um, are your women growing spiritually? Are they growing personally? Are they growing deeper? Um, let's move to the last point because I need to wrap up. And then we want to, after we've assessed, we want to direct the vision. You're positioned and purposed so that you can propel the ministry forward. Uh, we want to keep our eyes on the big picture. What is our spiritual aim? Ask God to give you his plans. Cast the vision and set the course. Uh, then you want to see how are we doing? Establish checkpoints along the way. Keep the vision in front of your team. Anticipate obstacles. Stay the course and stay committed. Inspire hope and confidence in your women through God. Um, there's more there. Uh, in passages at the end, and we could read the full story of Nehemiah, but I'm at my 31 minute point. And so I want to wrap it up uh, on my end and see if you guys have questions, comments. How are you doing? Um, if you're serving in a women's ministry position, how are you doing um, in these days um, during this pandemic? I think that a lot of us are reevaluating. Um, how we've been doing ministry and thinking of new ways uh, to do ministry with our women. So I don't see any questions. So I encourage you, if you have some, to just shoot them over to the chat. Um, and if there's questions or comments, something that you have found helpful in your leadership journey, um, I'll go back to the sample diagnostic questions. Uh, we want to be um, checking in with our women, especially since we've been separated in person. 
Um, I think that uh, finding ways to connect um, in smaller groupings with the women that we are in community with in our churches, um, and then also making uh, use of so many opportunities uh, for online um, Bible studies, um, checking our women's um, biblical lit literacy. Um, oh, I get a question. Yay. What books or resources do you recommend to grow as a leader? Oh, great question. I brought some with me. Um, yay for that. I am a huge person who loves a lot of books. Um, this is one that I referred to, and I, it's going to be backwards in the thing, in the screen, I know, but it's called Word-Filled Women's Ministry, um, Loving and Serving the Church. I'm actually using this for part of the text for my class this year that I'm teaching. What this is, it, it gives us a, a, a bigger scope of biblical foundation uh, for doing ministry in light of the Great Commission. It really just goes back to what is the purpose of ministry in the local church? So I highly recommend this one. Um, this is also another one. It's, like I said, it's backwards. Ministry to Women, the Essential Guide for Leading Women in the Local Church. Um, this is more of a practical book. Uh, it's written by Kelly King uh, from, with the Lifeway Women's Ministry Specialist. Uh, but there are several. Uh, what I like about this book is... Um, there are questions as you read through the book that you can apply to your own journey as you're leading. And so I really um, like this book too. For my personal leadership um, and for my class that I, I've been reading through, um, a book by Jenny Catron, The Four Dimensions of Extraordinary Leadership. And she bases this book, uh, bases this on the passage in Mark 12, which is uh, love the Lord your God. And the Hebrew text of that verse, there's an urgency to that. And that's where she kind of talks about um, the urgency to lead well. Um, this is a great book. There's a leadership assessment that goes with this. So those are three um, books that I recommend to grow as a leader. There's probably some other ones. I think there's, uh, I've got a book on my shelf, The, the Emotionally Healthy Leader. Um, I'm reading through that one. Um, another question that came in, um, as, do you, I know of a spiritual gifts test? Actually, I just took another one. I'm looking at my hair. Um, there's a standard one that I think we've all done um, that is, it's kind of in depth and involved. There's another one I, I took recently. A friend shared one that she had done with her women in her church, and it was an online spiritual inventory through, I think it's churchgrowth.org churchgrowth.org. If you'll go there, uh, it takes about 15 minutes. And I did that just last week because I wanted to kind of do a refresh on my spiritual gifts and make sure that I was in line with what the Lord had kind of showed me several years ago. And it was, uh, it was very helpful to me. So I encourage you to do that one. Um, I don't know how we are on time. We've got a little bit more time. I'm trying to think of other books. Oh, um, another book that I highly recommend is a book by Terry Stovall and Jay Martin. It is called Women Leading Women. Um, it was written, I think, in 2008, but it is a great book for an overarching view of women's ministry. And I, I love to bring women back to the biblical foundation of why we have you know, ministry in the first place. It's not just something that we do for ourselves, 
uh, but it is in context of the local church. And so I love to point women to that book as well. Um, how do you find your specific calling? Oh, that is a great question. I do. Um, I also participate in a retreat for high school students that are trying to discover uh, this, if they have a calling, if they are sensing a calling from the Lord. And, and we actually talk about, you know, how do you find your specific calling? And um, as I, as I shared, I didn't have like a specific call in my younger life. Um, I believe that it comes as we are serving. It comes as we are serving um, wherever it is you're serving in the local church, um, or maybe in a ministry capacity in, an, in a parachurch organization or another um, missions organization. Um, I think just praying and asking God to show you and lead you and do that thing that you have right now, serve where he has you right now, and be praying and asking him to show you um, into in, give you insights into the giftings that you have and, and take those spiritual gifts test. Um, they're not going to tell you exactly what you need to do, but they're going to affirm um, some of the sense of calling that, that you have. And so as far as your specific calling comes over a period of time, um, and a lot of it is trial and error. If you try to do something and you're like, this is not what I want to do, we learn the hard way. Um, and I, I just want to encourage in that it's not going to be um, a wrong decision. I know that's a question that a lot of younger students, there's this pressure to feel like you've got to do exactly what God is calling you to do, because if you miss it, you'll miss it. You won't miss God's call on your life if you're following him in obedience. I know that sounds churchy, but it is true. He will use everything um, that we uh, surrender to him. If we take that step and say, I'm going to just step out and do this, if you're feeling the Lord calling you to that, just take that step and just keep following him. Um, and I encourage you. And it's, it takes it might take a while to find your specific calling. I've, I've kind of found my wheelhouse, if you will. Um, but God used everything in my life um, as fruit in what I'm doing now. And so if that helps, I don't know if that helps at all. I think we are about to be done. I've enjoyed being with you today. Um, this was our first session, so I hope it went well. Um, and I think I realized I wasn't looking at my camera. I was looking at the screen, so hopefully I'll do a better job of that. But I hope you guys enjoy the rest of this day, and maybe I'll have you in another session. And um, I'll be praying for you um, as you can continue to serve the Lord faithfully. Thanks for listening. I hope today's episode helps you embrace the full free abundant life that God provides. Don't forget to follow, like, and subscribe to Inspire on the Go. If you would like more encouragement to help you grow in your faith, visit my website at andrealennonministry.org. Come back next time and enjoy another episode of Inspire on the Go.